2: This is a CW Spiral, a podcast run by two Barchies and a Bughead. We're your hosts, Sabrina Reed,
0: Michael Patterson, and Reed Gowden.
2: Bringing you history about the network, the latest news, and in-depth spoiler-filled discussions of some of our favorite shows on the CW. Okay, we are back with a new episode of our podcast, and we have to add an um, addendum. To our um, fun in the summer sun with the CW lineup, I I think this is the third time that the CW has rained on our parade when it came to like what we were talking about on our podcast.
0: Yep, they heard us talking and they were like, no, 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 no. We're going to change it up on you. (laughs) Exactly.
2: I'm convinced now that there might be a mole or some type of device. Hearing in on us as we plan our pods. Not the
0: conspiracy theories. Oh, I know.
2: Got to get the tin hat out. It's just happened too many times. Uh, But so these are August dates because I guess we're going to be having a little bit of fun. But towards the end of summer. So Killer Camp is coming back on Friday, August 5th at 8 p.m. If you did not watch Killer Camp in the fall, you're not alone um the season two premiered i think in october ran two episodes and then was pulled for presumably low ratings so now it'll be back in a summer slot where it needed to stay um and it'll be restarting so you'll get to watch those two episodes that i want to say like two hundred and fifty thousand people may have watched i don't know the ratings weren't good um the killer camp is a show in which it's a reality show game show contest. I don't know. Where the point is to survive the night at camp, like to so survive the weeks at camp.
1: It's a serial oh. killer show.
0: Oh, so it's like a murder mystery at camp. Yes. So it's like um if bug juice <laughs> had like a, a, a murder, a Hunger Games aspects to it. <laughs> yeah,
2: but think um, less wholesome and more campy with like different archetypes. Like there's the jock and there's the nerd and they all are trying to get one up one another. And they have these sequences at the end where they have to, two people go into the woods and the killer is going to choose one of them. And um, whoever lands in the spot um, that the killer is going to be dies elaborately. Um, I'm going to spoil one of the deaths, not the player who died because I can't remember their name, but he dies in an ice cream truck.
0: Oh, Okay.
2: Yeah. Like, <laughs> I least he's frozen and then his head is like smashed or something is, is interesting.
0: Okay. Well, that's one way to go.
2: <laughs> it is. It's quite one way. Um, and another fun, this one actually would, I think, be a little bit more fun. It's Thursday, August 11th is when bump premieres. That is a show about a pregnant, um, Catholic student. Um, I, I'm thinking it's going to give a bit of like Jane the Virgin, but like with a 16 year old girl and whoever she's pregnant by. Um, and it's a comedy, it's a half hour comedy. So they'll, they'll have the series premiere for the CW and then it'll air in an, another new episode. Um, so it'll be like an, an hour black swing at 8 PM. That's fun. I, th- that could be mm-hmm. really fun.
0: It's their first half hour in a while, right?
2: Yeah, it is. Scripted I- half
0: hour, scripted half hour.
2: Scripted half hour. They should do more. I think I said that last podcast, but they should really do more um half hour shows. Everything can't be forty five minutes, y'all.
0: It's it's okay. (laughs) Now is bump an acquisition or did it just like okay, I was gonna say it just came out of thin air. I wasn't looking for it and then it just showed up, just like her pregnancy apparently. (laughs)
2: <laughs> it's an acquisition. I think the majority of the schedules are acquisitions because on August 16th, which is a Tuesday, Leonardo is going to premiere and then devil season two is going to be, be there. Last pod. We said that devil season two was going to come June 30th, but surprise it's actually coming August 16th. Um, Leonardo is about Leonardo da Vinci and it stars Freddie Heimer. Though I don't believe he's playing the lead role. Oh, that could be incorrect. Um, And it's a historical drama. They've done that before on the CW with Rain. That was interesting. Um, I don't know how anachronistic it's going to be. Like, I don't, because Rain, some people had an issue because it prolonged Mary Queen of Scott's story in a way that did not adhere to history. And the girls were running around in dresses that seemed like they came from free people. Um, I was Mm, fine with it. It's a vibe. Yeah, it was like that Marie
0: Antoinette movie that Kirsten Dunst was in, where it was like all eighties music and she didn't have an accent. It was just like vibes.
2: (laughs) It was like I feel like obviously things happened in that movie, but the whole thing was just aesthetic, and I was fine with it.
0: Yeah, it's perfect. Perhaps not perfect, but well, the vibes were good.
2: The vibes were good. I would say it was perfect aesthetically. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like it's a movie for the eyes
0: (laughs) (laughs) and the ears. (laughs) Yes.
2: And she had like these, I, this is an aside, and we're getting off track, but she had these <laughs> lovely lavender um, converse that were so pretty.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: I don't think that's what Leonardo is going to give.
0: Oh, no, 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 no. No. I don't think so either. The, the picture that I'm imagining that I keep seeing of Freddie Highmore is very much like bbc history like <laughs> mini series
2: <laughs> it is but you know just to put this out in the universe cw if you're gonna do another historical drama like if it's not an acquisition let it be fun i do want some like anachronistic historical fun on the cw um no, why not? yeah.
0: nothing, nothing matters let's just do it <laughs> yes
2: i mean this is the network to do it on they did it yeah. once they can do it again hmm And then, I mean, I don't have much to say about Devils season two that we didn't say on last pod, financial conspiracy thriller. You can watch it at 9 p.m. on Tuesday, August 16th. If you want to see Patrick Dempsey argue about banks and Brexit.
0: Um, Can't say that's something that I'm personally interested in. But, you know, if Brexit and Patrick Dempsey are the Venn diagram (laughs) of your interests, does the CW have the show for you?
2: (laughs) It's just such an odd acquisition. And just... I don't, I want to know who made that call, but anyway, well, it, it's coming.
1: Well,
2: uh, yeah. <laughs> speaking of calls made, and this shouldn't be surprising to anybody, but Legends of the Hidden Temple, the reboot, um, has been canceled. Um, I did watch a few episodes of it. It was giving the nostalgia factor. It was just weird seeing grown adults doing the exact same challenges that children did um, in the 90s, with the prizes not being much better. Um, unless you got to the end, like the, obviously the twenty five thousand dollar grand prize is what you'd want, but like those who were, were runner ups, it was like you got a scooter, you got a swag bag. No. Um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you. that's to get a little uh, punchy here, but I don't know how you bring back something as like nostalgic and beloved as Legends of the Hidden Temple, and not get it right. Like I don't know. I don't think it was the right network. I'm just gonna say that
2: well probably i could see that the other thing is like why couldn't it have still just been children or just give it back to like let it be on nickelodeon again Mm -hmm. just let it be kids it's the unless you're gonna bring it up to an adult standard like i just i felt so sorry for those who like (laughs) i like i'd be so angry like a swag bag full of legends of the hidden temple stuff what am i doing with that as a grown person
0: (laughs) a four-year-old man gets a scooter it's like oh awesome (laughs) (laughs) yes
2: Look, like, I'll just, I'll just give this to my child <laughs> or, or my sibling's child. Thank you for having us on. Um, so I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna really miss that. Um,
0: I don't know how many people
2: will, but I do think they should try again on Nickelodeon. Just bring
0: it back on Nickelodeon, or bring back Double Dare. Didn't they bring back Double Dare? Did they? Yeah,
2: I think it was Double Dare, Double Dare two thousand, and I want to say there was one more iteration, but that didn't
0: last long. Okay, now correct me if I'm wrong, but was there a show called Figure It Out? Yes. Okay, that needs to come back.
1: it? <laughs> Why do I
2: want to feel like they're... I mean, I'm not up to date on what Nickelodeon is offering the youth these days. mm um, But if they're not offering Figure It Out, they
1: should.
0: Yeah. This who knows if it. they even have any, like... <laughs> this is all just sides today. Um, yeah. But who knows if Nickelodeon even has any, like, popular, like... Personalities on the network i don't i couldn't name a single person on the network right now or disney but i guess that's normal because we're (laughs) we're old
1: i'm trying
2: to think i think there's like i mean i am sort of aware of some of the lineup but like there was henry danger and i don't know the young man's name who
1: like left
2: he did leave but like he would be like he could be the host of um figure it out
0: and I, well, once again, I, we're providing a CBS Paramount with free ideas. <laughs> we
2: are. And I think it stops there because I, I was trying to think of other young people to bring on to figure it out. And I was like, I, I just, I don't have, yeah, oh, young Dylan. You <laughs> could do young, <laughs> and that girl, Lele. That's what we could do. And that's,
0: that's all I got. <laughs> oh, Joja Siwa would have been really good. But I think she cut ties to Nickelodeon. But that's for another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I know.
2: Okay, moving on to, um, Juneteenth specials. So, uh, the Black Pack, which is Tate Diggs, Neo, and Eric Bellinger will be back to do a special called Black Pack Excellence. They're celebrating Black excellence and culture within an irresistible blend of music, music and dance performances. Um, the guest list includes Jordan Sparks and, um, I believe Tank. And they're going to be doing a tribute to the iconic Sammy Davis Jr. Um, and there's a feature for a newly penned Juneteenth anthem. So that is Sunday, June 19th at 8 p.m. That should be fun. Um, sounds like a joyous celebration. And then after that, um, Brandon Leak, who was a winner of America's Got Talent and a poet, um, he has a special called Brandon Leak: A Family Affair, that'll take us to his hometown of Stockton, California. And he'll be... Uh, giving um, some original spoken word poems and performing and telling everyone about his life and the people that have inspired him, including his mother, his uncle, his grandmother, um, his wife, his two kids, and his little brother. Um, it was filmed at Hagen Museum and it's not going to be confined to the stage. There's some elements of animation going on as well. So it'd be it's a very interesting way to put on spoken word poetry. Uh, so that is also an option. And that's Sunday, June 19th at 9 p.m. BT on the
0: CW. I will be watching because I think that they need to do more stuff like this, more, <laughs> um, more like honest and like real programming. Yeah. And there's not a ton of that. so I want to be sat in front of my TV and supporting this. So the CW knows to do more of it. <laughs> yes.
2: I, I like it too. Um, I do think I'm glad that they have started doing more specials. Um, And they're they're sort of, there's a range of specials they're doing. I know they did one on um, climate change called 2040 that they aired and they did um, a tribute to Freddie Mercury, um, a documentary that was put on, on I believe that was a, was it a Sunday or was it a Wednesday? In either case, they put it on the CW and they do need to do more of that content. I mean, because Sundays don't have to be for Riverdale. We've proven that that does not work. Mm-hmm. which is why they're also being preemptive for Juneteenth. <laughs> <laughs> and they will not be airing a new um, episode. So I just, perhaps no more Sunday um, scripted programming. Perhaps keep Sundays. No, wait, they aren't doing scripted programming on Sundays for a fall. In any case, more specials on Sundays.
0: I agree with you. I'm also um, curious what Jordan Sparks is going to perform.
2: I know. Um, let's see.
0: Do you it's think cool, she cool, cool. she's singing the anthem, the new anthem, or is she going to sing like um, "Tattoo"? <laughs>
2: I don't think she might do the new anthem. It does say that she's going to have a soul-stirring performance to commemor-
0: commemorate Juneteenth. Oh, so it's not tattoo.
2: No. <laughs> <laughs> And that is it for the news. So we can get into the meat of this episode, which I'm excited about and Reed's way more excited than me. Oh, yeah. because this is about Dynasty. It's 100th episode.
0: I'm so excited. I, I can't believe that it hit 100 episodes. Like It seemed like such a, a pipe dream in the early days of the show that it would last this long, but I'm so glad that it did because after watching this episode and seeing how much they honored the entirety of the series as well as the original series. I was like, thank you. This one show gets it and deserves to have this moment. But before we talk about it, I wanted to ask you, what do you think um, makes a good 100th episode? Because I was thinking about this a lot before watching it. And I was like, what do I want? What do I think they should do? Talk? So,
2: hmm, I think personally, because I think 100th episodes is sort of like a personal taste thing, um, though, I'm very open to a lot of things. I do think you need to reference what came before. I don't want a hundredth episode to um, not have anything special in it. So it should it should commemorate like all the episodes that we've watched, all the storytelling and the characters. And it doesn't have to be like some sort of time capsule um, thing, but it's wonderful when you're like, oh my god, I remember this moment. Or they just did a parallel to. To, to this moment, or I can't believe they brought this, they got this character back, they haven't been on since such and such season. I think it has to be, um, the 100th episode is for the fans. It should progress the story, um, but it should also be a little a little treat, a, a little celebratory thing for the fandom and the actors and the cast and crew to just highlight all the work they've put into the show.
0: I agree with you. Cause I feel like I've watched so many 100, 100 episodes that are just like any other episode mm. or on the other end of that spectrum where it's like too much of like a celebration or like too like heavy on the, the past. But I think this particular episode was right in the middle and did it so well. Like they, like you were saying, they brought back a character from the first season. They brought back their villain from season one. I think she's in season two as well. Um, It all started with um, Blake receiving a broken and burnt Carrington family crest in the mail. And he was like, wait, who's mad at us? (laughs) (laughs) So he and Crystal and Sammy Joe, like put a bunch of pictures on a whiteboard and we're like, okay, who are all these people from our past that could possibly still be mad at us? And um, they ruled everyone out. And for a second I was like, oh my God, is this Steven? Are they bringing Steven back? Is Steven finally like woken up in Paris and was like, wait a minute, I'm mad at my family. (laughs) (laughs) But it was not Steven. It was Claudia Blaisdell from season one. Um, they, S- Sammy uh, meets up with her during like her community service. And he's kind of like, this is too good to be true. Her, She seems reformed. She's like running the community service now. And like, she seems like a better person. So he like rules her out. And, but the episode, like they keep you on the hook. Like she, after he leaves, she makes like a really shady phone call. And you're like, oh, she, it's her, it's her. And then she shows up at Alexis's wedding. <laughs> a beautiful gown. Yeah. And she has her hand behind her back. And you're like, oh, no, who is she in for? But it was just a mug she made. And she's seemingly thankful for the Carringtons. <laughs> <I still laughs> so it was trust not, it. <laughs> yeah. It was not her at the moment. Um, but it was nice to see her and for the show to acknowledge that they remember the first season because as we know, the show looks a lot different than it did in the beginning mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I thought it was so fun that she came back and I, I certainly wasn't expecting it, but it was really good and a nice touch and as I mentioned, Alexis got married to Dex and what a wedding it was I don't know why she had it in her penthouse but she did <laughs> <laughs> Um, and the outfits that she and Dex wore were almost like exact replicas of what the original Alexis and Dex wore on the original series when they got married. So that's like a nice Easter egg that, I mean, most fans of the show probably wouldn't get it of this iteration. But if there are any fans of the original, they'd be like, oh my gosh, she's wearing the same dress.
2: <laughs> it made me want to Google, though, because um, when I saw it, I was like, that is, so, it's it was giving, I pulled this vintage, I pulled it out of, mm-hmm. um, some fashion closet. So I was like, it has, I feel like if you didn't know anything about the OG dynasty and you saw Alexis's wedding dress and, um, Dex's tux, you'd like,
0: yeah, he had that like,
2: the cravat thing going yeah, on. Yeah, the like
0: scarf thing. <laughs> I was like,
2: it was very British. I was like, why aren't we outside in this? Cause it seems like this should be outside, um, just the outfits in general. But mm-hmm. it, it would make me Google. If you hadn't told me that it was um it was an homage, I would have been like, hmm, let me just go over to do a quick <laughs> Google like image search to see if they're the same outfits.
0: Yeah, I honestly wouldn't have known either, but um this show the the reboot does a really good job of like pulling in that 80s fashion, like the dramatic, like big hats and like the shoulder pads and everything, and like making it look Kind of um, contemporary, while still just giving these characters sort of like a style that's um, a little bit more elevated nostalgia. If that mm-hmm. makes any sense, um, but yeah, the wedding was really good. I'm trying to think, um, but I the whole time during the episode, I was just thinking about how far Alexis has come, like because she's. Committed murder. She's lied. She's cheated. She's done all kinds of bad things. But this felt like a like a kind of like a redemption moment for her. And although I'm not sure that she completely deserves it or it's warranted, it's still like in the the core of this show is <laughs> showing these people that are living in excess, doing whatever they want, but still these performers find the humanity in their characters. So that's why you can find so many characters that are so like hateable, but at the same time you love them. Anyway, that's a tangent about Alexis. I just really love what Elaine has done with the character. Um, and at her wedding, all three of her children <laughs> took their moment to announce their own personal triumphs or whatever. Um, and she meant, she mentions to Dex at the end, she was like all three of my children are narcissists. <laughs> I was like, well, the apples don't fall too far from, the the grove (laughs) yes um but yeah uh is public and official and i'm still um unsure of this ship i fully support it and i like them together but i'm still thinking about the history of um kirby's relationships she dated adam which is amanda's brother so i'm kind of like in the whole episode he's trying to sabotage them because he he overhears them talking and finds out that they're together, and he tries to break them up. For I mean, I don't know why, because he doesn't like Kirby. Um, I think he just enjoys Kids. ruining people. Yeah, he just likes ruining people's lives for fun. Which you know, he's on the right show. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they're official. They uh, Kirby was kind of um, insecure about her relationship because Amanda wanted to keep it like hush hush for a while because i mean she's wise too because this family is a hot mess but um she was insecure about like amanda's past and amanda going to london and all this stuff and amanda's like i'm giving you really no reason to be insecure like i'm all in until we announce it but they finally did announce it so i'm excited to see where they go because this is um there are a lot of parts of the series especially in this episode that are mirrors of the original and i did my research and amanda and kirby did not date the original which i mean we could have guessed that because it was the 1980s (laughs) (laughs) but i'm excited to see where this particular ship goes since it's not like canon Mm -hmm. yeah um and the the biggest part of the episode which made it feel very like 100th episode and big and just everything Dynasties about is that they introduced Blake's brother, Ben, who has been not spoken of for the entirety of the series, but is a character that pops up in the original one, like season six. So this will be a a fun dynamic, especially for Blake and Dominique because she's, I guess, learning for the first time question mark that she has another brother. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) But yeah, it was like a big end of the episode like cliffhanger and they made it with the music was just like so grand, very dynasty and ugh, it just made me kind of bittersweet. Like I realized like, oh it's ending. Hmm,
1: yeah.
0: But it was such a big celebration of the show and they ugh, they did it so flawlessly. I haven't even talked about Fallon yet, but you said you watched it. What did you think?
2: I thought going in with only the knowledge that you provided, um, like <laughs> the, the spoiler-free knowledge, on top of like the reviews you've been doing for the season, I really liked it. It made I both Michael and I have told you that every time like we tune in out of context or we listen to your reviews, it just you can really see how far the show has taken these characters. Um, by the way, that was the first time I'd asked because I didn't watch any videos with Liam in, in Fallon and I haven't made that uh, made it to them in my watch of the first season. And I was like, first of all, I like his voice. Second of all, he's
0: like, <laughs> <laughs> he's like it's in a good voice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Like, second of all, he's perfect for her. He's just like standing there like, I'm going to take this conversation in because clearly you need to talk this, fight, this fast at me right now. Mm-hmm. And we're just going to get it all the way out. <laughs> Until we get to the point that I need to make, um, and he's so patient and kind. Um, I did not know he was an author, which endears me even more to him. Um, I don't trust Stacy; um, she seems too perfect.
0: Yeah, Stacy uh, is their surrogate. Yeah, that they've um, kind of landed on, even though Fallon wanted like some like celebrity surrogate in Atlanta, which <laughs> Liam was like, "How does that exist?"
1: <laughs> and
2: know. like, I just. How do you rate that? I just like because you just can't possibly. She's like she has a titanium uter- um, uterine wall, and I was like, that doesn't make any sense. It does how can, how are you a surrogate to this? Le- how many babies have you mm-hmm. helped people bring into the world? Like how what does the resume look like? But that is, I'm sure they'll tell us. I'm sure she'll show up dramatically at some point um in the last few episodes of the show. But I don't trust Stacy because she is too perfect on paper. She's like I'm here for
0: you I know it's always a little too good to be true it reminded me of in the last season of 90210 the reboot when Silver was struggling with finding out that she had the BRCA gene and that um, she wanted to have children before she had her surgeries to to deal with um, preventative care for breast cancer and she had a surrogate and the surrogate like lied about being pregnant and she did get to have her baby by the end of the series and I'm just like I have like flashbacks to that I'm like, what is Stacy gonna do with this poor baby?
2: <laughs> oh no! I hope like it's just drama with her and not like, um, like her she's stealing the baby or she's lying. Mm-hmm. Though I did I know that little bit about you know the Ma- Manola Blonick stay on until her water breaks. Thing. I was like, is that, please don't say we're tumbling down some stairs. I did that mm-hmm. once with Bold and the Beautiful. I do not <laughs> want to do it, do it again. Um, but I mean, this could be a fun time, like a, a fun um, storyline. They are being, like they're walking a, the tightrope, but the show always walks the tightrope of seriousness and humor. And I think they're doing it well. Um, Blake is still terrible when it comes to sexism and riling his daughter up.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: like did she drop the ball yes but, but like to say that's because she's a woman and not just because she's planning a family is just I hate him but anyway...
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know he's like the most hateable character but Grant Show is like the sweetest man in real life so it's like he does it so well because like how can you make me hate Grant Show? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes I was like, he's so suave and debonair and you want to like him and then he opens his mouth and he says something terrible to his daughter. um Though I guess that him and um, Alexis were a match made in hell, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. um Hearing all the drama that she put him through, I was like, okay, but well, what did you do? Because I I don't know because I'm not there yet about like the drama for the Carringtons in that period of the the timeline. So I'm just like, I know that she did all that so let the the yacht go into the water. And,
0: um... <laughs> I don't think that happened on the show. So that was like a funny like. Um just like a funny reference to the past. I loved her trying to defend herself off of that. I'm like, girl, that's not even the worst thing that you've ever done.
1: (laughs) No. And I was
2: like, and that's what I want to know. Alexis's crimes. Everyone has crimes on the show, so I will not hold them entirely
0: against her. Yeah. There's a, there's a bad one in season two.
2: Oh, is it the one that like you talked about last pod, but like simply hinted at it. It involves crystal.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 All right. (laughs) That was Alexis one. But, I mean, it's the same Alexis, but...
2: I understand, though.
0: <laughs> like, that's the
2: thing with soap operas. It's like, that was before the actors change, which is important. Like, if you don't watch soap operas, actors changes can also come with personality changes, just so y'all mm. are aware. So the... Because um, I do this all the time. Like, you're like, so-and-so wasn't, like, a megalomaniac when such-and-such played them. was like, yes, but we got a new actor, so we therefore had to refresh in the story. So now they have a history of... Um, being the worst and is there evidence for it no but are people going to talk like there's evidence for it yes
1: (laughs)
0: just roll with it yeah nicolette played alexis very like um subtle and like intriguing whereas elaine hendrix is very like camp in your face like she turned it all the way up which both versions of the character really work um but we get to see more of her um, vulnerable side I think in this episode than we, we do. really ever have and I think that's true of Fallon too which we've been getting a lot recently that everything that she was dealing with this episode comes from like her deep insecurity of like not being enough or like not being able to do everything and even in picking her surrogate I think um, she must she might have probably said this as well but like trying to pick the very best one comes from her, her fear of not being able to do this herself, her Mm -hmm. guilt for not being able to do it herself. So she just wants to be able to like throw her money at the best and get the best, (laughs) only the best. Um, But you're right. It's like, it's really nice to see Liam be able to keep her like grounded and pull her back to earth, which she does quite often. (laughs) (laughs) But he really loves her. And I also, I don't think Liam existed in the original series, which is why it was never really planned for him, for them to be together this long. I, think, I don't think he's supposed to be in the series, but they just had so much chemistry and fans loved him so much. And I think that's even more apparent in the 100th episode that Liam's still here and Liam and Fallon are like the tightest unit of the series period they have,
2: <laughs> they have a really settled love which i i, I enjoyed that one of the things i've always want shows to get to is like it's great you know when we're doing the slow burn or the will they won't they and they get together um but i think it's a testament to a writer's ability to be able to do relationships that stand the test of the show and that's not to say like people can't have drama or they can't have issues um but i it takes a lot to have a settled love that's still compelling um and like this is the first time I saw these two and I was like oh they're really sweet actually he is definitely (laughs) trying to like calm her down and then his little sides about like the um uh the panic rooms why why, is that a tanning bet you (laughs) the (laughs) door
0: oh my god was they were stuck in that the panic room there's a There's a scene where Fallon lays in the tanning bed (laughs) to sleep and she just looks like she's in a coffin. It's the best meme. Um, but yeah, it's their relationship is so much different. They've been through their things even recently that seemed insurmountable. And it's such a different dynamic than Blake and Crystal, which is like they are ride or die partners in crime, literally. And that's Mm -hmm. such a different couple than Val and Liam but it's still just as much fun to watch maybe even more fun because you know that whatever nasty thing the other has planned they're gonna be right beside each other for better or worse (laughs) like they got married in jail so like you know that that's the core of their relationship
2: (laughs) yes they're hellions which is like it's so interesting because they're settled too. So watching the new Crystal, cause she's new to me um, with.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've even seen Crystal too. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> with um with Blake and then like where I am in, in season one as they're developing this ride or die relationship it's interesting to see them so that they are so settled because in season one it's like he's really learning how much he is willing to put up with and how much he is willing to put up with and the craziness that they both like inflict on each other's lives and it's just like you know what if there are two people that could make it through the hellfire together like in like like combat the demons um perhaps because they too at times can both be demons um it's those two meanwhile like Liam and, and Fallon would be like strolling through hell and find a doorway to, <laughs> to, to
0: like leave <laughs> and then we have Alexis and Dex which did move really quickly which probably is just because it's the final season um but they were like old friends I want to say from like college or something or I don't know. don't, don't um, quote me on that, but I keep going back and forth on their relationship. I'm like, is he really all in, or does he have an agenda? I don't know. You always, with this show, you always have to like kind of keep your eyebrow up, like, who's playing who? Well,
1: <laughs> no, it's a I don't
2: know. I think with, with the episodes coming, there, there are to come, there'll be quite a few twists. Um down the line with all of all of the characters, do, do you think though that the obviously the hundredth episode can't can't service everybody as characters, but how do you think the final season is treating some of the supporting characters in their storylines if they have any? Um hmm,
0: that's a good question. I feel like Kirby and Colhane are often too like um, characters that are not often serviced well like they're usually just like thrown into a storyline somebody else's and are just like um don't really have much to do in the past few weeks they really have uh, beefed up those characters not so much Colhane, because i don't know he's changed a lot since the early days of the series where like i'm kind of like glad he gets to be on the sidelines so he doesn't have to deal with like intense things anymore because he has like a really big sweetheart um but for someone like maybe Dominique and Jeff, sometimes their motivations and their stories aren't completely connected to the overall story and they seem very distant. Um, but anytime they're on screen, they like, especially Dominique, like she steals the spotlight this week, especially when she's like trying to crash Alexis's wedding. <laughs> she's fighting. Um but yeah, it's, with this big ensemble, it's a definitely a balancing act that some weeks is better than others. Um, but I guess that's the, the yin and yang of having a, an ensemble cast. Like, you know, whenever you throw them in, they're going to kill it. But sometimes they just have to ride the bench for a couple weeks because at the end of the day, we're always going to get big stories for Fallon and Blake. So anything else is just going to come in the C and D story.
2: That's true. Okay. Well, I'm just, I hope it ends, I was going to say relatively well, but that's like a poor thing to say. I hope it ends, uh, that it ends satisfactorily um, for everybody. Um, I can't remember, did you want, are you anti-time jump? Or it depends on how far they jump.
0: I don't know. I wouldn't mind a little time jump, like maybe in the end, but I do think it would be really cool even if there is a time jump, if there's a little bit of a cliffhanger, I think I've said this a few times, but like, I really do want this show to, I I think it would go against everything that the show is. If everything was like tied up in a neat bow and we show that like everybody gets what they want and everybody's happy because I think we still need to know whether it's in present day or if they jump to five years, they're always going to have enemies. There's always going to be, some sort of corruption happening within the family itself. Like I just want to know that the drama is going to keep finding them and they're always going to keep chasing their tails. Um, But I wouldn't mind a time jump to show like what Fallon's like as a mother. I think that would be really cool because we, I mean, with the amount of episodes we have left, we're not going to see the entire pregnancy of her surrogate. So I hope we, Get that payoff at the very least
2: mm, that could be fun i i hope that fans do get to see her as a mom even if it's not gonna like in, in a small time jump or perhaps they might even do several time jumps um in in the last episode if it ends on a cliffhanger since she said steven's not back and he's not awake what if it's him opening his eyes
0: that would be funny if they just brought him back <laughs> for the last <laughs> moment I don't know. I think it would be really cool. I actually don't know if he's, like, not... if I don't know what state he's in. All I know is that he's in some sort of facility in Paris is where they got him. (laughs) I don't know. It would be cool if he came back or if they brought more characters back in the run-up to the finale.
2: That would be fun because I think that's what Legacy is doing. I have no idea when the the, um, OG Vampire Diaries and Originals characters are going to be making their land. Um, for that series, um, finale lead up or not. Oh, um, this is not about Dynasty, but I just realized we're recording this the day before the charm finale. Um, so like when y'all get this on, like when this drops on Monday, charm fans will have seen the series finale. I, um, it's too late to wish y'all the best, but hopefully, <laughs>
0: <laughs> I hope it ends well for everybody.
2: Yes. I hope, I hope it does. And that no one is, is angrier than they need to be. Um, at this series finale I'm not saying that as someone who's seen it I have not so um
0: I kind of want to tune in because I feel like I was seeing a lot of the like the production team teasing that it's like a big I don't know if it's the finale or just season storyline in general but I want to see if they somehow connected it to the original or something
2: oh because they were supposed to that was a little thing that they teased I think you think we
0: if it happened already that we would have heard about it right
2: Yeah, because I think that that's too big for that fandom to have not started tweeting all over the place about it. And I don't remember seeing Charmed um, trending because of that. I don't remember if I saw Charmed trending at all. It could be incorrect. Like, outside of its usual um, airing Mm -hmm. trending. um, And that, like, something like that, they'd have gone into the weekend trending. Um,
0: Yeah. All I can say, though, is these 13 weeks went really fast because I don't know how it's already ending.
2: I know. It went super fast uh and so i'm so sorry all that your show is gone um but hopefully it has ended well and that if they wanted to connect it to the og charm that they were able to somehow make that happen in the series finale i think it has something to do with like the charm ones getting erased if like their powers and like magical existence getting erased if they don't defeat this big bad which i mean that sounds very serious finale to me
0: Uh, i should bring shannon doherty back
2: Oh fun. I think For that's no reason.
0: The, I think it would just be really funny to see what they all say about it.
2: because <laughs> yeah, she's the only one who hasn't said a thing about the about the reboot, right?
0: Not to my knowledge, yeah.
2: Yeah. Oh, that would be so much fun. To just like open a hole and then there she is. And it's like, who are you? I'm crew. Who are you? <laughs> End of show.
0: <laughs> Love it. It would just implode Twitter.
2: It would, because as you said, um, what is a, a cliffhanger is iconic, and that would be uh, the mother of all cliffhangers. Would you mean we don't know anything else about Brew? You don't. That was the end of the series. Have fun. Yeah.
0: God, I love like a nice juicy cliffhanger like that, where it's like not entirely a cliffhanger, like we don't know, like those cliffhangers where it's like, oh, someone's fate's left up in the air. But I love a cliffhanger where they like reveal something. And you're like you just have questions oh i love that so good <laughs>
2: well maybe that's what will happen with charm maybe right? that's how they will connect um the reboot to the original
0: maybe i don't know i kind of see the show wrapping up like in a bow i don't oh, know i think I, I think i am gonna watch it just to see just checked in for the premiere and checking out for the finale <laughs>
1: <laughs> you have to
2: spoil in the um in the group chat because i know i won't be watching i sending all the love to the charm fandom
0: though same i'll be there if I remember. <laughs>
2: Last thoughts about Dynasty on my side. Uh, the 100th episode was really, really good. Um, I, I was happy that it had a wedding in it. I think that is, um, I think weddings, graduations, births, anything that's like a milestone in somebody's life are really great for 100th episodes. Um, I The episode you said it's next called Ben is going to be interesting because he did come in with a, a lot of drama uh, the perfect soap opera entry um especially because crystal doesn't know who this man is
0: <laughs> and neither do we even though we have never seen this man never heard his name never seen his face it was still just like a like i gasped i was like oh my god he's here <laughs> and i didn't even know who the character was until i googled it but yeah i'm excited for next week or when it comes back on June
2: 24th. Yeah, because everything is going off including you know that's how we will segue into Superman Lois because I believe they're off again um after like the newest episode that aired and I have to say I am so sad and like I was hurt at the end of the episode by way, no one's dead I'm just being dramatic it's just the Clark is um without his powers Mm -hmm. and like my man is down he's tripping upstairs in the promo
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's bad it's so bad but it's like with these shows as bad as it gets like you know like it's called superman like he's gonna they'll find a way back to it but just like in that in the brief time we're we're gonna get him without his powers it's gonna be rough to see him like that
2: I know I think in the promo, Lois gives him like two pep talks. We are that yeah. far down. Like she's, <laughs> she's she's like, baby, uplift yourself. It's gonna be fine.
0: You know, um, days without a Lois pep talk, zero. <laughs> yes.
2: Um, so I'm I i want to get to that episode, but I should stick to this one. Um, I think as as a transition episode, it really works. Um, these parents were going through it. Um, with their kids in a way that really truly made sense I know you had warned me you'd warned me Reed, that Jordan was annoying and he was but he was annoying in the right like in a way that was digestible to me I was gonna say in the right way but I don't think his his annoyingness is true to his age so I, I don't want to say it was in the, the how he's been acting has necessarily been wrong and how he would portray some teenagers not all um, but his little sweet face, when Lana laid down the law, and he was like, I'm, I'm sorry for bothering you. And he just like, <laughs> <laughs> and he saw himself out. I was like, oh, like I loved how fierce she was as a mom. And then she really like let him know, you can't, your father can't even protect people um, entirely. And you're trying to tell me that you, untrained and 15, can protect my 15-year-old daughter and keep her from harm when she's been kidnapped before. By someone who else who is a teenager and dealing with powers. I was like, oh, Jordan, the, the amount of truth she just laid at your doorstep.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know. I want him to like to take it all in, metabolize it. Because may- maybe we can circle back on this one, Jordan, when there's not so much going on. Like yeah. we've had Allie, like she's really, you know, doing the most. And we need to deal with that before we can, like, I don't know how we can think about that right now.
2: Yeah, uh, but I mean, I'm like, glad they gave him a moment with with um, Lana, just so they could hit it on home. And then his his moment with with Clark was so sweet with the yeah, flying. their
0: dad and son bonding day. <laughs> I know.
2: I think didn't he tell him he's like his favorite run is like Castle? Was it? Was it? Did he get t- Castle run or like Temple run? I can't remember. But Jordan doesn't 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 know what it is, and he did that like like adult thing when you're like speaking to a teenager who has no idea something that was super popular when you were kidding you just like, oh
0: God. <laughs> <laughs> wait what was jonathan up to i feel like i lost track of him was he just uh, sort in of the clark, background
2: why he got dragged by his own son um he was doing the chores like he was like clark um and him were talking about you know jonathan feels um like he's just never played sports again everybody hates him he's going through a lot of angst and clark is going through his own angst so they were like bonding because clark was talking about you know how rough it is the parent to allow your kids to make mistakes um especially for him because he's got power so he just wants to be able to like um I don't know, put them in vibranium. I know that's a different, entirely different cinematic universe, but <laughs> <laughs> I like, think he just wants to like put them in that and like have them not have to go through any pain. And Jonathan was sort of getting it. And then Clark t- like after they had their talk, Clark said he was gonna go talk to Jordan. And then he just le- up and leaves Jonathan um, on the farm. And Jonathan handles all the chores by himself.
0: Oh, well, thank you to Jonathan for doing the chores. Again. Yeah,
2: and I was <laughs> I was like Clark can't win because <laughs> he was like he um he he just realized he let down by uplifting one son he let down another and he just cannot seem to win when it comes to his kids.
0: Yeah, it's always something with those two. I
2: know. I mean, I guess he, he I guess he really should have told Jonathan we might be gone longer than like thirty minutes. I think they were gone for a few hours.
0: <laughs> of track of time flying. Yes. What um, did you think of the? Lucy stuff
2: annoying, um, and I'm I'm <laughs> I'm really trying to be there with her on this um this cult storyline. Um, I think it's because, and it's not, I don't even think it's because like I knew her one way in Supergirl. It's just we don't know Lucy in Lois's relationship, so what we're getting is them telling a lot, telling us a lot about like how tumultuous it was growing up. And there's a lot of this is Lucy's feelings about Lois that it's still not substantiated that Lois actually treated her that way. because um, And it's ironic that she's, that um, Allie's like, Lois is just trying to, fix a hole in herself by trying to fix she was like, well, aren't you doing that right now? While you're, t- <laughs> <laughs> while you're trying to lure Lucy into this cult of yours. Um, and I hate that she has told people that they're incomplete. And the only way to find completion is to more, merge um, with an alternate universe self. It's like, could, not, these people are depressed. and What you're telling them is they can only be complete if they meet an alternate universe a version of themselves and merge. There's no other way to become complete. It's just she irks me, like in my soul.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't like Allie. I feel like I don't pay attention when she's on screen because she makes me so angry. <laughs> like, all I know then, is that when Lois has that beanie on, it's usually nothing good's happening when that yeah. beanie's on. And it's usually Lucy.
1: Yeah, and Lucy is
2: Lucy's Lucy's rough. Like it's rough. It's up and
0: down with, with her.
2: It is. And one I don't think she's
0: like brainwashed the next minute. She's like, oh, sorry, dad. And it's like, well, I don't know how when is it too little, too late, Lucy?
2: Exactly. Because I, I would I feel like where's the remorse? It's one thing to continue to do something um, for Allie and you know that it's wrong. It's another thing to not be re- like, why are you not remorseful? She could at least be a little sad that she drugged her father. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I yeah, I agree with you there I, I, <laughs> the follow-up. <laughs>
2: she's not I'm just she's just like I had to do it for Alice okay but you drugged your father do you understand how like just bonkers that is
1: and she doesn't
0: (laughs) I don't know I can't with Lucy but I can get on board with Natalie this episode that was really cool
2: Yes, that. Um, well, like her sequence in Saving Clark was amazing, but like I think my besides that, my favorite moment is actually her fight um, with her father. Yeah, they both made very very valid points. Mm-hmm. Um, because he's like, "You're 15 years old. I am treating you like a child because you are a child." And she's like, "I could I could have died in the spaceship. I could have died these other <laughs> times. The <laughs> getting and the shoot wasn't gonna change the fact that um, you're my father, and I could potentially die because of your job." Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, she. She said her piece. And I think it was, even though it was like, a, it feels like a really fast turnaround from like whatever hijinks they were up to in the previous episode to her finally in the suit. It did feel really fast, but I, I don't know. I really enjoyed it. It's a mix up in the dynamic. And it's, yeah. I think something that we needed specifically for this story.
2: I think so too. And I think like we got there faster for her um, because of the mature, she out of all the team, she's the most mature. Mm-hmm. Um, and granted, that might be because she had to be due to, like, losing her mother in the way that she did. And then, of course, um, the war that was happening in, on her earth. But Natalie is just so, she's like, there's such a right balance of, like, teenage angst in, um, in that internal the world is against me and this is unfair but but also you know i understand like how hard this is for everybody and i want to be able to be open to different perspectives and i'm trying to be but also you know i'm a hurt young lady who's still dealing with the death of her her mother with the murder of her mother really um and by the, the face like the an alternate universe version of a man that she's supposed to trust which she does now but it's just it was a lot. I like Natalie. She's the best teen on the show.
0: I agree with you. And, and hearing your description right now, she reminds me so much of like the Disney Channel movie leads that we had. Like they were like really feminist and outspoken when we were growing up. Yeah. Like that's what she reminds me of.
2: <laughs> you're right. No, you're really right. Yeah. She would be, she would be like, if she had her own superhero um, decom, um, then she is exactly the personality that she would have, except like the murder would have been off screen.
1: Um,
0: <laughs> yes.
2: I don't know what the other teams would be. I, again, we're still we're still treading water with with Sarah. Um, I have one note um, and it's that like when Lana was telling her about Alanis Morissette, and I was like, you mean to tell me this angry 15-year-old doesn't know who Alanis Morissette Wait, is? Wait, that's
0: right. She was like, who's Alanis Morissette? She asked that question, right? Yeah. Oh, I blocked that out of my mind and my heart because it was painful. <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: it also just didn't seem like true to the, her character, at least like in my opinion. She's 15 years old and she's angry. She's heard you ought to know. She
0: yeah, she's, on, she's on TikTok. She would have seen, didn't Alanis have a viral sound recently or something? I don't know. She would have come across it.
2: She would have some, like, if she didn't come across it herself, someone would have came across it and and had her listen to it. I just do not buy that she does not know who Alanis Marissa. is. I thought the thing was going to be that she was being sarcastic and that Lana was going to catch on. And then that's not what happened. No. And I was like, <sighs> yeah, I don't believe that this young lady doesn't know who Alanis Marissa is, but we're it's just going to though. it. Still hurt, Because, <laughs> like, how? <laughs>
0: I think it's another example of Alanis not getting the respect that she deserves for the impact that she made with her music, but that's, you know, neither here nor there.
2: Speak on it. It's, it's so impactful. In fact, you know, I know we're, we're, I think they basically finished filming season, season two of the show, but you know, if we didn't get the rights to you ought to know so that Sarah could sing it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, they just, well, Netflix bought it for Bridgerton this year so I don't know maybe Alanis was just like maybe one's enough for now
2: okay season three season three young Sarah
0: maybe head over is it head over heels is that that's not her is that the name of the song head over feet head over feet (sighs) wow sorry Alanis Sarah can sing that for Jordan in season three
2: (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember like um do you remember the lyrics to that song yeah. Not so we can sing it. I just trying to give my in my yeah, head where not we don't, like, there would we be don't
0: have the rights to any Elena songs. <laughs> <No. laughs>
2: we do not. I just I can't remember if it's a, if it's angry or it's um hello song.
0: A, I'll send you a link after we finish. okay. <laughs>
2: like and everybody else, you just listen to it in your own time.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um but uh, what else? Um I don't know, it was it's a good transition episode. I want Clark to be better by the end of the the next episode because I need him to be okay because I love him. Mm-hmm. Um, Can you use
0: for the finale?
2: Yeah. Like, I mean, obviously, like, this is just fan drama. Um, for me personally, I'm just being dramatic. I just need him to be okay. Obviously, it's called Superman and Lovis, and he's going to be okay. But know, just do whatever man and get him his contact. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes.
2: Um, speaking of um, men that we love. Tom Swift.
0: We do love that man.
2: We do, we do. And he, he and Zenzi are a riot in episode two.
0: Oof, I need so much more of that. And I can't wait to see them write to those strengths in future episodes. Because now that it's, it's there and it's present and it was perfect. Like, I just want <laughs> even more.
2: <laughs> I know, because the, the whole, like... Whole plain conversation where he was like, Do not come for me, and she's like, I will post the eighth grade photo. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I love seeing like best friendship that they've already told you goes way, way back, and you can actually tell that the relationship is like deeply a part of their core. Mm -hmm. Um, it's just in Ashley um Murray was so right when she was talking. Like obviously she knew because she was in the show, but like it's one thing for an actor to tell you the the show was very fun and her character is snappy and everything that she could possibly want. And it's another thing to actually witness it. And Zenzi is everything Ashley deserves. Yeah. It's truly
0: my favorite moment was when they were in the it wasn't a cave. I don't know what that was. It was a cave.
2: Oh, the well to go down into the mines. yeah, Yeah.
0: And when Zenzi had to go down and she put her ponytail on (laughs) and they're just like hanging in this, in this well with like acid gunk dropping on them. And they just have like a brief aside about her hair. It was amazing.
2: (laughs) It was because I, um, I was like, are they not going to acknowledge that we have a whole new dude? (laughs) And
1: and then she went
2: down and he's like, did you put hair on for this? And she's like, yes, this is Camille. (laughs) (laughs) And I like, that was like, that was so on point and so on time. And it's just, I love that this show takes a moment to let these characters shine and have fun as we're doing something really serious. Mm-hmm. Like, Because, like, guys, if you haven't seen the episode yet, the, the um, while they're going down, leads into a mine and there is acid falling around them. But we still have a moment to talk about her new do And um, Can I and just Ms. say, Mill.
0: I... I said cave, and <laughs> it was a mine. <laughs> it's a mine. I don't know why cave is always my default when it's like a like an underground rock situation.
2: It's usually a cave. Well, it, okay. Like more times than not, it usually is a cave. This one just happened to be a mine because we needed to lie <laughs> about um, a mineral that was down there um, in order to get to the um, the piece of tech his father had sent back to Earth. I, I will say I'm not following that part of the storyline. Every time they tell me about it, I'm just nodding along. And,
0: and yeah, I need forward. to do like a binge rewatch of both episodes so I can like follow the thread completely. Because I mean, most people would be shocked, but it, it doesn't click for me. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I miss one line of dialogue and I'm lost forever. Um, so I need to do like a, like a, a conscious watch of both episodes back to back. And I did have a minor gripe, which I talked to you about before, but I want to air it out just so maybe I like, can manifest that it it remedies itself. Mm-hmm. Is that there was a lack of movement in like the first half of the episode that was kind of um, pulling me away. Because in the pilot, there was a lot of movement. Like there were a lot of walk and talks. There was a lot of um, just things were happening. Like the characters were moving. And in this one, there was a lot of um, static scenes yeah. where they were sitting and talking, which isn't bad because like, thick actors are really good and the writing is really great. Um, but just as a viewer, I was used to the the movement that was established in episode one. I know every episode can't be like that. And like I said, it's just a minor, minor, minor gripe. Um, but they picked it up in the second half of the episode, so I can't be, I can't step on their neck too much, but I just wanted to, to put that minor grievance out in the universe so like maybe, I don't know, the mole can hear us. <laughs> <laughs>
2: then um, in episode three we're doing walk and talks again yeah um i do understand what you mean though because i believe um if they weren't sitting we were just standing and talking so yeah, there, there was-, was
0: that one scene with Zenzi, um tom and his mom they were standing and in my mind i'm thinking of like pulling the camera back and seeing this scene unfolding and mm-hmm. it felt unnatural as a way to talk like just in the middle of this mansion i don't know Um, but that's just me thinking too much about like blocking and (laughs) the behind the scenes aspect of a television show. For some reason, it took me out of the actual scene. Um, not that it was bad or anything, but it took me out of it.
2: I don't think, um, that's you thinking too hard about it. I just think, um, you pay attention to all parts of like (laughs) the story that's being told and it can be, it can be very static, you know, when you're, when, um, the first scene we watch, we're sitting. The next scene we watch, the other characters are sitting. Like, yes, two people walk into the room, but then the person who was sitting gets up, and then we're just standing and talking. Like, um, walk and talks do bring a lot of. They push, they propel you forward in the same way the dialogue does. This episode, I think, had a lot of. Um, it was a quips and snappy dialogue um, that was keeping us moving while everyone was standing still, and that can work or it can't work for you. It didn't work, mm-hmm. um, and I don't think you're alone it didn't necessarily um I didn't pay attention to it until you um got to my attention and I, was I like, do you know a
0: what? lot I feel like I ruined so many things for you and Michael because they like bring up something that I noticed and you're like oh wait yeah
2: <laughs> no it didn't ruin it actually enhance um like wanting more for for the story I am a person who's very open to different perspectives so I'm just like you know what you write <laughs> like what like how yeah, we were sitting for a really long time. I think and so you do miss sort of sort of that energy. And for me, I find it I found it in the dialogue, but I can get why. Yeah,
0: you're right. The um they really put the emphasis and the energy on the dialogue, which it worked completely. I'm not mm-hmm. I'm I'm not saying that it didn't at all. Um, but yeah, the the difference in the energy in episode one and two for the first half, because there was a ton of movement in the second half, which I really enjoyed.
2: There was, and I think to, to just to go on the first half, because I talk about getting things off the chest um I I think they're the Darby's right I do not care for the Darby's I know that's the point but the thing that sort of like if there was a if there was a point in the episode that bothered me it was Zenzi's surprise about Chris's behavior towards Tom not being surprised that you know he would left when they were younger he'd left him in the mines that he really could have been seriously injured in mm-hmm. um and uh did it because he was jealous uh that, there's no way she could have known that happened. But to not be aware that his smugness and a lot of his arrogance um, and his meanness comes from Tom being gay and him not liking that. Um, like Zenzi, y'all have known each other your entire lives. You said you're friends with this man. He's never made an off color comment about someone's identity. He's literally making off color comments in front of you at the dinner table. And yet you're surprised that he did something horrible to Tom when y'all were in eighth grade. I, I mean, the man was trash when he arrived at the table. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like he was just, like that, that like took me out. I was like, you need to, you need to pay more attention to the things that are said to your best friend and how they can be taken. Cause that whole conversation where that family was laughing about his apparent Tom's apparent crush on the lifeguard and what may or may not have happened with that speedo, which I, I believe Tom, it didn't happen that way. Um, it's just like, and then his mom like got on him about, about um, saying something um, back, and I was like, it was yeah, real. that was
0: a weird comment where she was like, kind of supportive of him, but also kind of like she seemed embarrassed that he said anything, right?
2: Yeah, she was scared. like, we rise like it was basically like when they go low, we got high, um, which I love that sentiment from first lady Michelle Obama. I feel that entirely myself too. Um, but also sometimes you have to go low. Yeah.
0: <laughs> sometimes you just have to meet them at their level.
2: <laughs> you did. Um, like you definitely do. And like, I just, and he did. Like he, he definitely did. And the thing is, Tom did it with truths. Um, he didn't have to use a lie. Like they are, uh, they want to be keeping up with the Swifts. Uh, any person who decides to not only get the same car, but the same color car and hire a private investigator to make sure you get the exact one, um, that someone else got like, we need to do some self reflection, some meditation, some like sitting down and ref- like, really truly truly trying to figure out what is wrong, personally, because you do that enough times, how do you not see that you're trying to steal somebody's life?
0: Mm-hmm. it should be lucky they didn't get a roller skate in the face like in Stranger Things.
2: You know, you know, <laughs> like, and I'm like to just another aside for this episode. Miss Angela from Stranger Things season four. She got exactly what she deserves. And I do not feel bad for that fictional child.
0: She was dealt with.
2: She was. You can only do so many things to someone <laughs> before <laughs> before they decide to handle you themselves.
0: Yeah, Eleven was right.
2: I know. And with Tom, he did not handle Chris. Which, you know, that's fine. They don't need to be business partners though. I know again that we were we were rising high. Um but I'm fine if we never see Chris
1: again.. <laughs> I, love show. I love this.
0: I love show so much and it was like even more apparent in episode two that I like, yeah, I don't need to four episode test it. Like I'm on board for six seasons should it happen. <laughs> yes.
1: And it's so
2: like the twists are so weird. Like um, i really thought Claire, the um, woman who wants to be um, the CEO of Townswift, enterprises I believe it's enterprises uh like I I had thought that she was actually trying to put um Lorraine Tom's mom in a coma with the sleep thing only to find out she was being sincere and she actually did stumble into mind control lip balm
0: yeah that was wild I was I was like wait what's happening for a second I thought she I don't know what was I don't know what I thought was happening actually um that was wild (laughs) (laughs)
1: It was as best. That's not where I thought we,
2: we were going. I thought we were saying goodbye to Miss Lorraine for a few episodes. Instead, you're getting some harsh truths because she has the Truth Serum, the Bomb Truth Serum, Mind Control. I'm not sure which one it is, but um, it is. I was like, yikes, um, when she's like, you would never be the head of Tom Swift Industries, and I said, like, I got it because um, she's not black, and they do want a black CEO, but I was like. I wish you had gotten to that conclusion naturally yourself because to
1: hear it from, from her mouth hurts more. Yeah. So I don't know what Claire's going to do next.
0: She's um, still got that lip balm. I don't know.
1: She does. You know what she should do? She should leave the
2: company, make her own company, and be a rival.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she will. <laughs> Maybe.
2: Uh, anything else, Sir Thomas? Oh, um, the cat is out the bag with Rowan.
0: Wait, who? Uh,
2: so Isaac was tailing Rowan because, you remember, he doesn't care for him. And uh-huh. Uh-huh. he... Um, Tom did discover something is wrong with Barclay. So Isaac had Tom send a text to see where that text would go. And he since he was tailing Rowan, Rowan's the one who picked up his phone and saw the text. That was cloned from Tom's phone. So now... We are aware that rowan is up to no good and the episode ends with tom basically well no he does actually it's a you up video text uh so, so i think we're going to do some seduction next episode Yeah,
0: didn't uh zenzi kind of like touch on that with isaac
2: yes she said why because like, he gave her this wonderful beautiful speech about her deserving better uh, and she was like okay then why are you waiting for time
0: yeah she flipped it right <laughs> back on him i love when yeah. tv shows do that <laughs> i do
2: too like because he was being very lovely and she was like okay take your own advice thank you
0: but, <laughs> <I know laughs> but, you love, but what am i
2: <laughs> yes oh which by the way i still think she needs to internalize isaac's words because is isn't she aware that the mr politician is up to no good and yet she was clutching that invitation
0: to dinner I mean, probably not
2: oh, okay i thought she was told i don't know I don't know. Zenzy needs better taste than man.
0: That's, <laughs> that's true. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Love her, though. Love her immensely. Can't wait until um, mm. she gets a really good boyfriend. I would actually be okay with it being Isaac. I like the two of them. I don't think the Tom is going to work out for Isaac. Not mm-hmm. only because, like, not that bodyguard romance can't be fun. Like, it totally can't be. Uh, Tom just does not see him. Nope. And I don't know if that's gonna change, but Zenzi sees him, and he sees Zenzi. So perhaps you know, let's put the crush to Tom, put to the side.
0: It's gonna be a tough YouTube one to break with him, though.
2: It is because he can't help checking out his boss, mm-hmm. um, and he's he's endeared to him um, in the same way. Well, no, not the same way Zenzi is, but he's endeared to him.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know.
2: Um, so I can't wait till episode three, which, is that about cowboys? I'll have to check the title again.
0: Cowboys?
2: Yeah. you know what? Since I have the laptop. Open, not don't I don't know, just.
0: Tom Walker.
2: <laughs> no, not that type of thing. That'd be. Actually, that could be fun. But because they oh. have great dialogue. And so them going to like a small Western town, like a small Western town camp, cow-, cow town, could be fun just saying just putting it out there um for i think are they done filming
0: tom swift? season one of tom swift i don't know that's a great question hmm.
2: well if they're not small cow down one day <laughs> <laughs> that'd be fun i'm i'm actually just looking for what the episode name is and okay oh i know that's episode four darn it well episode four is called and the chocolate cowboys Ooh. So that should be fun. But Something there's no... To to. Yeah, there's no synopsis. Though. So, not yet at least. Anyway, false alarm. I don't... <laughs> it's not, it's not um, Cowboys in episode three. Oh, it's called Nine Inches of Danger.
0: Okay. Yes. Curious about what that means.
2: Okay, so here's... Let's, let's just, you know what? Since we're on our Tom Swift um, vibe right now, I'm just going to read the synopsis. So, next week we can prepare for um, a tech event. It says, while hosting the tech event of the year at Swift Enterprises, Tom embarks on a daring gambit to stop a security breach, and to do so, we'll have to get extremely close to the mysterious Rowan, whose undeniable chemistry with Tom complicates the question of whether Rowan is a shadowy adversary or a guardian angel. Meanwhile, Zenzi, Isaac, and Lorraine look to Tom to shore up the the corporation's standing with powerful investors in Lino struggles to understand his inexplicably heightened physical abilities. Wait, what?
0: <laughs> <laughs> who is that? Who is yeah, who is the last person?
2: So Leno you know, is the um, you know that young boy who helped him get into the facility. They told him not to play Call of Duty while he was um or was it Fortnite? In either case, um he's I think they called him his cousin in the episode in the um in the premiere oh, his adopted he's his older brother. brother. Yeah.
1: Okay, okay. gotcha.
2: That's Lino, So he has heightened physical abilities, which I mean, radioactive spider bite? What's happening? Um, like, Are we getting powers? I mean, it is a sci-fi drama, but I'm just like, what's happening with Leno?
0: I guess we'll find out. Is there any like, <laughs> lip balm that gives you powers? <laughs> <laughs>
2: no, maybe he could have been messing around in Tom's laboratory and spilled something on himself and then, you know, powers.
0: Can't wait to see it.
2: Fun times. Fun times with Tom Swift. You never know what you're going to get, and that is why I love this show.
0: You know who's not having fun times? Murphy in the Dark. Did you like that segue? (laughs) I
2: did like that segue because she's not, (laughs) she's in jail. She's not having a good time.
0: Yeah, real quick, I'll give my takeaways because it was a lot in a, a premiere episode. She's in jail and she's trying, people are trying to kill her. Specifically, I think it's Sam is the character who worked with Oh, I don't remember her name. The, the drug dealer boss that um, Jess killed and started all of this nonsense. Um, what was her name? I don't know. And maybe it'll come back to me. Um, but yeah, she's, Murphy's having a rough time in jail. I think the bright spot, though, for me personally, is that Pretzel is not in jail. Pretzel was returned to Felix which may not be the best home for pretzel, but, you know, at least he's not behind bars with Murphy.
2: <laughs> yeah, but it, you asked for him to be rehomed, and he has yes. been.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> not where you wanted, but it, he's rehomed.
0: It's a, it's, a, it's a start. Um, yeah, Murphy has a rough time of it. She had a razor blade in her sandwich. She has a new buddy to keep her safe and then go to the chapel and murphy is just pounding um the body of christ because she's afraid to eat after the sandwich incident and her new friend gives her some of their homemade um alcohol and i guess they both fall asleep in the chapel murphy wakes up and her friend is dead who has been killed by sam and sam is basically like when i get bored you're next and murphy is just having a rough time her bail is like two million dollars and felix and max and leslie are trying to get the money from uh felix and leslie's grandmother to get her out and i don't know it's a mess i don't know what's next for murphy but there was in the beginning of the episode like a flash forward um to murphy in a gorgeous gown like the most dressed up she's ever been in the series because usually she's just in like a raggedy coat and she's just like Going on an hour of sleep. Like, that's Murphy's whole vibe. <laughs> this is the first time they put her in a dress, and Perry Mattfeld is gorgeous. So I was like, yes, like about time. Um, and she's walking with Darnell to some like event. And then the next thing we know, like, Darnell's on the ground dead, and like Murphy feels him and feels the blood, and she's like panicking. So that's two months away from where we are. So obviously, Murphy will be out of jail <laughs> at some point mid season. Going to some formal event in her bestie, although I'm not sure where their relationship standing is, Murphy and Darnell. But it's a bummer that Darnell's gonna die, if he is mm-hmm. in fact dead. Um, but yeah, a lot on the burners for this final season of In the Dark.
2: At least they gave you a little bit of a time jump, so you have something to look forward to, and not just um, sitting in this jail wondering when she's getting out. You have, yeah, they do that a lot in
0: it. this show. They like in the beginning of the season, I think. Was, I don't know if it was last season or season two, they kind of um, showed you somebody was going to die. And in the beginning of each episode, they went back to that flash forward and kind of revealed new characters so you know who wasn't going to die. And then eventually the, the series caught up at that moment. Um, but that's a really good uh, aspect of the show that they build suspense with like flash forwards in the timeline. So I'm excited to see what the flash forward will bring next week in Murphy and her. But like the one time that Murphy dresses up is a disaster. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh no! Well, you said that's that—that's her. Um, I guess I shouldn't say safe place, but that is where she lives. She lives in disaster. Common
0: chaos.
1: chaos.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I don't know. There's the the guy that she dated who was like teaming up with the police department. Is like dead set on putting her in jail for life. Which I know I've said. I'm on record saying I don't know how Murphy will be redeemed, but I don't think the woman deserves to be locked up behind bars forever because, like, everything that happened happened kind of by accident. And I don't believe that she actually murdered anybody. I think she was just taking the fall for her friend. Um, But it it just sucks. This guy's, like, obsessed with bringing her down. It's like, can you just, like, get a hobby or, like, a new job?
2: (laughs) I mean, perhaps by the end. Perhaps he will have his own moment or unfortunately meet his own demise with the situations that are outside of mm-hmm. Murphy's control.
0: I think um, his name is Josh. I realized I didn't say his name. I think his name is Josh. I'm not, I'm really bad at names with the show besides like Murphy, Max and Felix.
2: <laughs> well, tentative Josh. We're just tentatively say Josh um, needs a hobby.
0: Yeah, but it was Murphy a good Josh. start to the season. So I'm again on board to the bitter end with the show. Can't wait to see how (laughs) Murphy gets out of this one. (laughs) Oh,
2: God. Well, final season, so hopefully, you know, fun times. Um, I have not watched Razzle to Mexico yet. I know some things just from editing. Um, And the alighting is happening, which I vaguely remember what that's supposed to be about. But I'm assuming a war is coming um, for for the aliens. Um, I will have to tune in and to see what exactly... That means, so y'all were getting a review from me, I guess, of, well, let me not promise two episodes, the premiere. <laughs> next.
0: <laughs> yeah, we'll circle back to that one.
2: <laughs> we'll circle back to Razor, New Mexico. Um, speaking of circling back, our toast, of course, because we are celebrating the 100th episode of Dynasty, goes to Dynasty.
0: Yay. Congratulations on 100 episodes to the cast and crew of Dynasty. You did it against all odds. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> there are so many naysayers, and they came to. I mean, they're coming to the finish line, but they got their 100 episodes,
1: mm-hmm. and they're
2: going to be ending um, the the series hopefully satisfactorily. They got they got notice ahead of time, so they had time to build out um, to give the fans everything they want. And since we're on the toast, I'm just going to put some dreams into um, the atmosphere, the universe, whatever. He um, said this is probably far fetched and. You know, I believe it is too, but Ariana Grande, if she Ooh, yeah. were to make an appearance, that would be lovely. I don't care what role she she takes, though I would like for her to be Fallon's daughter. That could be fun.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I would have never thought of that. That's amazing. Like yeah. in the, like in the flash forward.
2: Yes. In the flash forward. I want her to like, just the drama of like Fallon yelling through the mansion um for for like she she does nothing i can never get her to do what i want her to do and then and she's like what mom and you turn to the to the pool and it's ariana just sitting to the side like laid out um i don't know what her dialogue would be but like i just (laughs) it it would be fun
0: oh my god that's amazing any role honestly it's been like my secret wish list item for ariana to be on dynasty hopefully they can i don't know if they could make it be able to make it work in this last run up i know she's really busy but She's always promoting Liz and like really supportive of Liz's work. So I'm hoping somehow they could get her on the show in the last few episodes. But even if not, I know they'll pull off a great final few episodes.
1: That's true.
2: But I one minute of your time, Ariana. Just one minute.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just pop down to Atlanta for a couple hours. <laughs>
2: yeah, I send like you send a Zoom video. Like it's fine. We can just we can just put you on the screen, digitally insert it like they always do, and she just you right there, and then she'll be in Dynasty Canon.
0: Highest rated episode of the series.
2: It would definitely be the Ari- Nators? Is that how you pronounce that? Say that?
0: I have no idea, but I'm glad that era of, like, fandom names was over. <laughs> <Of> <laughs> adding Aters at the end. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, they would not, tune in.
0: Yeah, not me adding, fa- didn't I call it Fallonators?
2: You did, but like it's an homage to that.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, anyway, cheers to Dynasty. Cheers to Ariana. <laughs> yes. Um,
2: Dynasty will always live forever in our hearts and is one of the best shows on the CW. The critics who hate it and regular folks who hate it too can honestly just be mad about it for life. It just is one mm-hmm. of the best shows on the CW. You have to embrace camp and soap operas y'all it'll make your life so happy
0: Mm -hmm. they just don't make them like that anymore and they did make it like that right now and and it's gonna be like the last of its kind so in that sense i'm kind of it's a real bittersweet ending because it's like the last like cw of yesteryear show if you know what i mean like the gossip Mm -hmm. girl era so in that sense it's bittersweet because it's like the end of that era but i hope that people continue to discover it on netflix or wherever it may land because yes. there's going to be well over 100 episodes of just crazy twist turns soap opera drama doppelgangers characters playing their own mother you know it's it's got everything <laughs> yes yes it does
2: so you know cheers
0: cheers cheers to dynasty
2: yes um and that is it for us um, I am happy that we did a whole episode about, I mean, well, majority episode about the Dynasty's 100th episode. Um, you can watch it on CWTV.com or the CW app if you'd like to pop in without context. Um, that is a movement that Rita started on the spiral, and it is one we have started living <laughs> by. Uh, and I mean, it's great. It is a fun time. So check it out. It's so,
1: famous.
2: Yes. Um. Well, we are the CW Spiral. I'm Sabrina. I'm Reed. Mike will be back next episode, and we're very excited. Woo-hoo. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so see you next Monday. Bye.